0: On this episode of Extinction Event, the Great Auk. These large seabirds were expert divers and swimmers, but these qualities were easily overlooked by feather traders who felt their true talent lie in the beds of wealthy Europeans. Get your head out of the gutter, guys. I'm talking about betting, not bestiality.
1: <laughs> I don't know of anybody with that. I got it. It was very <laughs> yeah, smart. They <okay>. <laughs>
0: Their feathers made good pillows.
1: <laughs> Did you
0: ever
1: feel so bad inside?
0: Welcome back to Extinction Events, a podcast about extinct animals and how they got that way. I'm Melissa Thomas, your host. Welcome back to the show, Jack.
1: Thank you. Episode two, season two. If you are downloading this illegally on the Pirate Bay, it'll probably be <laughs> listed as like S2E2.
0: <laughs> well, how you doing? Pretty good. This is a really interesting story today that we have for you. The great Auk.
1: But before I, we dive into this, how is Auk spelled? So I can just get it in my head. A-U-K. Auk. hmm Okay. Auk.
0: Auk. Yeah.
1: It seems like half a name, honestly. Auk.
0: But you have the great in front of it. The great Jack.
1: The great Auk, and you're leaning in, waiting for the rest of the name to come. Nothing.
0: So you you are roasting this bird I'm just, already.
1: Is that what happens? They roast them? Is that how it goes, 16?
0: I'm not going to gonna spoil the story for you.
1: They got spoiled? Is that what happened? <laughs> Killed them and they all spoiled? I'm just saying Auk either sounds like the second half of a name or the beginning of a name, not a full name. Auckland. Is that where it comes from? No. All
0: right.
1: No. I guess I'm ignorant. (laughs) Teach me.
0: You know, when I was doing research for this, what was surprising to me, you know, I already mentioned that their feathers were used for bedding. I just figured back then that they stuffed all bedding with hard, wet straw, you know? Or like, hey,
1: what, what is back then? What is the time period here?
0: I story starts in the mid 1500s and, and okay. goes to the 1800s.
1: Yeah, so I would have been the same way, right? Hard like clay mixture with some chicken bones and straw, <laughs> and that's yeah. your standard everyday pillow.
0: Who knew they were? They had feathered pillows. Yeah, that's quite luxury. A yeah, luxury. Exactly. Uh The more you know. Well, I guess we should get into it then. Let's do it. All right. The great auk, also known as the king or queen of the auks, was a large seabird. It had small flightless wings that were used for underwater propulsion, helping them to hunt for prey all the way down to the seabed. Like most diving birds, it had a bold black and white feathered pattern. Its body was black, the chest white, and there was a white spot under each eye.
1: What you're describing is a penguin. <laughs>
0: it, it was actually the original penguin, I think. I don't know mm-hmm. what that means. but they, they A proto-penguin. <laughs> they called it a penguin, I believe, before they got that great auk name. Okay. Yeah. I could show you a picture, but... It is a podcast, so I was trying to describe.
1: (laughs) No, no, you're describing with words. I get it. It
0: it was big, though. It was bigger than a a penguin. Okay. Yeah. Those patterns are similar to a killer whale's, and not unlike a killer whale, we think those markings help to confuse potential prey. Apparently, that silhouette can be confusing if you're looking at it from underneath and then looking up towards Mm -hmm. the sky.
1: I know that um, some surfers in California will paint the bottom of their surfboards in that same configuration. Stop. Really? Uh-huh. That's a true story. What? Yeah, that's a true thing. And it's to ward off sharks.
0: That is cool. All right. Moving on. It bred and laid. It bred?
1: It's it croissant.
0: <laughs> it breeded. Bread. It- it bred and laid its eggs on the rocks of remote islands in the northern North Atlantic, and it used short little steps to walk around a lot like a penguin. Mm-hmm. So it was a little clumsy when it was on the land. It was much more suited to the sea, it was a very strong swimmer. Hmm. People in the North Atlantic region had known about and hunted the Great Auk since prehistoric times, but they weren't overhunting it and the population remained stable. Everything is fine until about 1534 when Europeans sail over to the North Atlantic and they discover Funk Island or... W- what? <laughs> Wait, what?
1: Discover what island?
0: Funk. Like
1: <laughs> Parliament Funkadelic? Yeah. Like George Clinton, sure. <laughs> slapping the bass. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. You just went so casually over this line <laughs> about how in the 1500s the Europeans sailed to discover Funk Island.
0: It was a funky island. <laughs> uh, well, it, it was a, a few islands. It was a uh, one main island called Funk, and then the <laughs> funks around the Funkadelics surrounded that main
1: island. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ban the Miz and miles. You there, the crow's nest. Do you see anything? No, but I hear something.
0: Back then, there would have been a lot of birds visiting this island, not just Great Ox. These birds are breeding, they're looking for mates. Some are just probably networking. You've got a lot circling above the island, waiting to get in on the action. That's how packed it was you had to like wait in line to there go was down a, a
1: holding pattern wow yeah
0: there were so many that the sky would turn black we've heard that mm-hmm. before um mm-hmm. uh, and so as much as i wish the island got its name for being funky funky fresh yeah yeah <laughs> in that sense uh the name funk island actually probably comes from the fact that all these birds left a hefty amount of poop on Ooh. the island, and that odor would have been quite unpleasant, and emanated for quite a distance from the island. Okay, a funky smell would have emanated from it. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> okay, yeah, not as cool, but all right. Man, <laughs> the <mizet> <laughs> You there? Do you see anything? No, oh, but I smell something. <laughs>
0: Before the Europeans arrived, fishermen and fowlers would sail to the funks each summer to harvest birds, eggs, and feathers. However, once the Europeans discovered it, uh, many more people start frequenting the islands, and they would kill thousands of birds at a time. This was especially destructive for the great ox because they were flightless birds. And uh, during the breeding season, it was pretty easy to just walk up to one and kill it because they couldn't fly away. Mm Mm-hmm. So, not only will we see a pretty quick reduction in the bird population at the Funks, especially for the Great Ox, but also the Funks will start to get a little less funky.
1: Both in smell and attitude. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> great Ox only breeded on a handful of remote islands in the North Atlantic, and Funk was one of those breeding areas. There are a few other locations, some islands off the coast of Iceland, the British Isles, possibly even as far south as Cape Cod at one point. And we'll get to those. But for now, let's just talk about what went down at Funk.
1: How much less fun is this gonna be when we find out it's actually pronounced like Funk or something?
0: <laughs> Funky Islands. <laughs> I don't know. I it seems if you're a sailor, that seems like a sailor joke to name it Funk
1: Island. I don't think that would even be in use in sailor lexicon. But there's a lot of sailing words that are funny. Bunghole. That
0: is is a sailing word?
1: I think so. Um, Peeny.
0: Okay. Uh, Moving on. Uh, For those of you listening who don't know, Jack has, oh, what, about 20 hours of sailing experience under his belt? Yeah, I do. That puts him right at about... Beginner level, but uh, he's the expert in the room nonetheless, so... I can tie a knot. On a bunghole. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Funk Island is off the coast of Newfoundland, and sometime in the 1700s, Europeans decide they're going to colonize Newfoundland. And it's not a very welcoming habitat.
1: And it's covered in bird shit. (laughs) Well, well, looks like we got some new visitors to Newfoundland. Welcome, folk. Oh, well, yes,
0: thank you for um, welcoming us to your neighborhood. We're our new...
1: I'm sure you'll find it quite agreeable. Don't mind the bird shit. (laughs) But right this (laughs) way! Is that what that is? I
0: I, I wasn't sure if that was a painter (laughs) Oh,
1: it's everywhere, uh, but uh,
0: come on, come on in, you'll love it here. Uh, one thing we have noticed since moving is that uh, there's quite the stench coming off from, oh, it just seems uh, oh, everywhere. Oh,
1: yes, 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 that's on account of the bird shit, and you get used to it. Uh, okay. Come inside, I just made lunch. You folks like bird shit? <laughs> I... <laughs> Well, it's not
0: a very welcoming habitat. It's not good for agriculture. It's pretty cold. And uh, really, the main means of survival would have been fishing and harvesting waterfowl like the great auk. And even then, the conditions were so harsh that you could only do that in the summertime. So the rest of the year, it was kind of a free-for-all. In the winter months, people would start going stir-crazy, understandably. No one was following any rules. There was a lot of stealing, murdering, and raping. What? Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming that's of humans, not of birds.
1: You can assume, but you know what they say.
0: Yep. Don't make a.
1: Ah, so you and me, or something. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I was just thinking. Yeah, this is what happens in the winter when you don't have Netflix.
1: This is a hundred, like hundreds of years yeah. before Netflix. Yeah. When literally it was just chill. No Netflix and chill. Just chill.
0: And by that, it's just cold.
1: Uh huh. You're just like cold. freeze to death.
0: Of course you're gonna to resort to stealing and murdering. I, I don't know about raping. I Yeah. That's that one. Yeah. Okay, one murdering one. too. Make just stealing. I understand just stealing.
1: Keep murdering or something. I
0: don't know. Uh thank you though. Yeah, I mean thank you, Netflix, for solving that problem.
1: Extinction event is sponsored by <laughs> Netflix. Could be. Could Give be. us a call.
0: Hey. All right, so it's some pretty wild times in Newfoundland. And also during this time, the feather industry is booming. Bird feathers are in high demand. They're using them mostly, as we know, in beddings. Things like pillows, quilts, mattresses. And it just so happens, great auk feathers are great for this. And not only that, but they're really easy to catch. So a lot of the great auks get uh, repurposed into pillows at this time.
1: Does that mean they just like? Bop them on the head, kill them, and then stuff them with some stuffing, and there you go. You got an acapella.
0: (sighs) Not quite. Uh, I honestly don't know if this is safe for the internet radio waves for me to even get into this next part. I have here graphic in big, bold letters. So you've got professional fowlers. These are people who hunt birds for their feathers, and they're going around the islands looking for birds.
1: I like how you're describing this like it's like (laughs) we're both in a back alley somewhere.
0: (laughs) And then what you do is you climb up on one of those rocky islands where the birds are. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, you just harvest the hell out of it.
1: What, with like your hands?
0: Well, here's how you do that. Um, Some would just pluck all the feathers off of a bird.
1: A live bird?
0: Yeah. That was funny to them. I mean, they're murdering, killing, and raping. What do you... Oh, oh, no! And then they just let him go.
1: Well, at least they're alive, not for long. What?
0: What are you gonna Bird with no feathers? You're not gonna last long. It's Grow some Arctic. more, man.
1: All right, they so they freeze to death. Now they're little yeah. oxicles, and they
0: can't swim, can't do anything. All right,
1: might as well kill them.
0: It's a, it's a, it's dude, a it's up. bad way to die uh-huh. if you're a bird. All right, another way is they'd put them in boiling pots of water. I'm assuming sometimes alive, but. Probably more often than not. What? They're not alive. This would make the feathers come off easier, I guess. Okay. Uh, do you know how they'd heat those boiling pots of water?
1: Don't tell me. Don't tell me. The carcasses of other ox. Yes. Oh, it's so messed up.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's no wood on these rocky islands, and uh, the fat in the birds would serve as a fuel source. Pretty gruesome.
1: Yeah, dude. That's messed up.
0: I know. They'd also take all the eggs they could, I'm assuming, to eat them, make some omelets. Or back then, you probably just ate them raw. Mm-hmm. And there was probably, like, full-grown fetuses inside. Oh, yeah. and wool.
1: It's like, um, you know, those, like, British candies, the eggs that they don't sell in America because we're afraid that Americans or kids are too stupid to open it up, and then they're going to eat the little toy inside?
0: No. <laughs> is that, is that, really?
1: Yeah. Because we just... As American children, we just assume if you're given a candy, every part of it is edible.
0: <laughs> we're so stupid. We're so dumb. Oh.
1: Um, we I don't deserve say, those. Perhaps things. this was a precursor to that.
0: What if these were dipped yeah, in chocolate? You crack it open. <laughs> oh, mine's
1: got a fetus. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All this over-harvesting obviously leads to a decrease in the bird population on funk and especially in the great auk population because, unlike the other birds, as we know, they can't fly. And some people are like, eh, maybe we should uh, do something uh, about all that murdering of the birds and also of the humans.
1: I'm just like every other red-blooded Newfoundland. I wake up in the morning, I put on my oxkin pants, and I have a nice bowl of shit soup. And I look out there, it doesn't smell. I don't see any shit anywhere. People are getting raped and murdered and killed. We gotta do something.
0: They try to instill some order over there in Newfoundland. They appoint a governor to help in the colonies, and they make it illegal to take eggs or skin birds on funk.
1: Mary, look, hold on. We got some visitors. Governor's coming today. Here's Sam's and the... Um, (laughs) I think you got some ock in your mouth. (laughs) Let me get that for you. How was the trip?
0: Sir, if I could ask you, as my first order of business, please uh, remove your hands from my pants.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is how we call it, Old Newfoundland greeting. Yeah. (laughs) What do you got in there?
0: I did not give you permission to touch my pants.
1: Ah, well, they don't look like ox-skin to me. uh, We got a rule. Only ox-skin pants here. Let me get these off you.
0: Sir, if you have an ox-skin, I will be forced to punish you accordingly.
1: I don't understand. Of course I have ox-skin. A
0: typical punishment for getting caught with ox-eggs or feathers back then would have been a public flogging.
1: Well, that's how we celebrate here anyway, <laughs> so bring it on.
0: Uh, yes, you'd get beat in front of your friends and neighbors.
1: Can we stop there? Because how embarrassing, right? <laughs> you would get not only not the flogging part, that's fine. The roasting that you get from <laughs> your friends. That's
0: true. Because it's open up to criticism. <laughs> you can say whatever you want when they're like... Uh-huh. dropped down there getting
1: Yeah, and there's like, hate. look at him cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> look at his face. Look at his face he's making when he's crying so hard.
0: This part of the story kills me because growing up, we got spanked. Flogged, yes. Flogged. <laughs> Not hard, you know, but um, it, it was mostly my brother who was getting it. Mm-hmm. And it turned into like I, I'd be watching him and he'd try and make it like pretend like it didn't hurt and he'd be making jokes and laughing to try and get me to laugh
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> it's just it, it so clearly it wasn't working uh-huh. like we we defeated our parents eventually <laughs> like they stopped doing that because we there's ne- a
1: certain like threshold where it's like either they're really gonna get beat you yeah <laughs> or this is more of a symbolic punishment
0: right and we figured that out pretty quick uh-huh so that's that's all i can think of <laughs> whatever i these public floggings i think of my brother laughing that's I was just kidding
1: <laughs> uh punishment for eating a three ock omelet is public flogging so let's get this over with now this is really gonna hurt
0: are you speaking <laughs> me
1: Yes, I'm spanking you.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't tell if that was like a, a brisk wind. <laughs> Prepare for <a> uh, flogging! <laughs> oh, look, everybody! I'm getting flogged so hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, actually, the public floggings were not surprisingly pretty ineffective uh, as a punishment. Didn't really stop anyone from harvesting feathers or from stealing eggs. Eventually. Much later on, they will offer money to people who report accounts of seeing other people breaking the law. And this actually worked out real well.
1: Just accounts?
0: Well, if you saw your neighbor with awk feathers, you saw your neighbor killing one or something like that. It just, you know, money. Money is a big motivator. So that's what's happening on Funk. Let's sail on to the Icelandic scaries.
1: Icelandic scaries? Are you sure that's how it's pronounced? How's it spelled?
0: S k e r r i e s.
1: S k e r r. Yeah, scaries. Yeah.
0: The Icelandic scaries. Not like it's they're frightening. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I'm already spooked.
0: <laughs> it's just another word for island. Islands. Is yeah.
1: Because I've taken over twenty hours of sailing and I've never heard that.
0: <laughs> we are we are googling it.
1: Scaries. A reef
0: or rocky island is a scary. Okay. S-K-E-R-R-Y.
1: Press that little uh, sound thing.
0: Scary. Yeah, it's just pronounce scary like spooky Halloween scary. Okay. All right. So those are rocky islands off the coast of Iceland.
1: Haunted by ghosts.
0: <laughs> there uh, was an island in this region where the great ox used to breed called, and this is this is going to be bad, okay? It's called Fuglasker.
1: That's one of the words I made up earlier.
0: <laughs> Fuglasker is this island, or it's something like that. And Iceland is a highly volcanic area. Mm-hmm. There's volcanoes erupting there all the time, and the land's constantly being shape- reshaped. Even islands or skerries can disappear. And that's exactly what happened to the island where the great ox... We're breeding in that area. It's
1: just disappearing island.
0: There's an eruption in 1783, uh-huh. and the island sinks.
1: Um, it was a ghost island. Talk about scary. <laughs> that is spooky.
0: Ooh,
1: I just got chills.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I'm glad it sank because I don't have to say the name of that island again. <laughs> so their breeding ground. Sinks. Uh they have to pack up their eggs and tuxedos and move to a nearby scary. Uh this new island is called uh, Girfu Glosker.
1: Just yeah, that's good. And
0: they start breeding there.
1: I think the quicker you say it, the, the faster you say it, the better. <laughs> <That's, laughs> Girfu Squasker. Yeah. Works.
0: It does work. Then a couple unfortunate things happen. There's some war stuff going on in this region. I I think it's like with Great Britain and and Denmark. I, I don't really know the details. Don't care. Well, that's pretty insensitive to the people who had to deal with the war. But anyway, this is about birds. We've moved on. Yeah. So the British pull an American buffalo on the people of Reykjavik. They're going to try and starve them of a precious resource they sail around to all of the islands in the area and assassinate all the birds in an attempt to eliminate them as a food source. Ah, you get what I'm saying with the American buffalo there? Yeah, yeah.
1: like they did, did just to clarify for people who maybe haven't heard the other one.
0: Here in the U.S., we went around and killed as many buffalo as we could, so the Native Americans could not uh, use them as they traditionally did as a food source, as a, and many other things.
1: So. British said, "We're going to pull a buffalo before years before it actually happened, Mm -hmm. and we're going to go shooting all these birds out of the water."
0: Well, off the scaries. (laughs) (laughs) This is a huge blow to the great ox and the other birds in the area. You know, they get caught in the middle of this conflict. Eventually, that war ends, and they stop assassinating the birds, but do you remember how there was that new island the Great Ox moved to after their first island sank? Yeah. Well, this is just, like, really bad luck, but uh, there's another volcanic eruption, and their new island sinks. What the hell? I know. Iceland is crazy. That eruption was devastating to the mainland, too. A lot of people died. Uh, there were noxious gases that killed livestock. It was pretty bad. But uh, more relevant to our story about the Great Ox was that um, they were forced to relocate again.
1: Volcanoes. This is not some, This is like a first for extinction event. Usually it's Europeans and like ranchers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Volcanoes. That's pretty cool. That, yeah. Murdered by volcano.
0: But they're not but they're just moving to new islands, you know, they're island hopping. So
1: Well, find a new one. Get out of here.
0: They do find a new one. And it's called Eldie, which I am stoked about because it's the easiest of the three islands to say. At this point, the entire Icelandic Great Auk population is in tatters. You've got all that wartime assassination combined with the feather industry that's still booming. It's not looking great for the Great Oaks. Hey. Ha ha. The great auk is becoming quite rare, and this piques the interest of naturalists and collectors who see the birds as more than just comfortable pillows, but as rare objects that need to be acquired before they entirely disappear. Which isn't a whole lot better, but, you know.
1: So usually in the extinction tale, this is is towards the end. This is a common thing we've heard. Mm-hmm. Now the collectors come in and say, look, yeah. supply is real down. Demand's coming up.
0: Yeah, exactly. Cool. So collectors start hunting down great ox for museums, for personal collections. At that time, egg collecting is in fashion. People are gobbled. Bored? Dude, egg collecting sounds cool.
1: Does it? Yeah. Explain. <laughs> I
0: don't know. It just seems like something I'd be into. <laughs> uh huh. Also, in fashion, feathers and ladies' hats. Oh, the plume trade.
1: You know, I once heard about a man who stuck a feather in his cap <laughs> and called it macaroni. Yeah. Historically, we can look back and assume that he had some deranged thoughts on feathers.
0: Sure. And we didn't understand psychological disorders Uh -uh. back then.
1: People made fun of it. Right. Made a song out of it. It was probably a cry for help.
0: (laughs) It's a shame.
1: That's a disassociation with reality. And in what? For the name of fashion? (laughs) Now this guy's going down through history... I mean, he should be a poster boy for mental health.
0: (laughs) This new market, the collecting market, spurs a laser-focused killing spree on LD, and almost all, if not every great awk, gets wiped out in that area.
1: I thought it would be like, wow. No, that makes sense. I thought once you get to the collector thing, it would be like, oh, we're trying to conserve it so we can keep. And no, it was just, take them all.
0: Well, here's why. And, you know, we're visiting different islands in this story. But at the time, naturalists think that the great auks were much more widespread. They thought they were probably all over the North Atlantic, even up into the Arctic regions. And we'll find out later that just wasn't true. Um, so at the time, they didn't even realize it. But they weren't just killing off those last ones in that area, but possibly the entire world. They thought that there, there were more of them.
1: The common excuse. I think that was on our last episode.
0: It usually is, but I think it's a little early to extinct them just yet. Let's sail on to the British Isles, shall we? Mm-hmm. Killing great ox was old hat over in the British and Scottish isles It had been going on for a long time, and they essentially disappear here faster than anywhere else. So we're kind of rewinding a little bit. By the early 1800s, any large population of great ox are gone, and all that remains are dwindling pears and some loners. It's sort of like the uh, neck beards of (laughs) of the great ox, you know? They've got other these priorities. Were,
1: these were the ones, all that's left are were the undesirables.
0: Yeah, I guess that's how it, it would work.
1: It's like, that. I wouldn't mate with you if you're the last hawk on earth.
0: <laughs> I've got some crazy accounts of these last sightings that they have. Hit me. Okay, so one of the last ones was of a king and queen, and that's a breeding pair. The story goes that the queen was sitting on her egg when someone threw a rock at her.
1: Hey, hey, you see that bird? Yeah. You think I could hit it with a rock?
0: No way, dude.
1: I bet you can.
0: (laughs) Whatever. Okay, that rock kills her.
1: Dun, dun, dun. I like that this is like some CSI stuff. (laughs) on the next csi newfoundland oh boy what do we got here
0: it's a queen uh, looks like her head's all caved in and oh boy
1: yeah blunt force trauma looks like someone threw a rock
0: oh boy must have been a five pound rock to do damage like that
1: looks like this queen got taken out Check mate.
0: so she's dead The king runs off and narrowly escapes death. Next year, the same male, the king, returns in search for a new mate, but by now there are no queens to be seen whatsoever. Someone spots this lonely dude. The king tries to jump off the rock and escape into the water, but he is shot in the process.
1: Hold on. Pause here. This is like an epic tale.
0: This is like a movie. (laughs) It's probably all fake. Yeah, I...
1: You're telling me, okay, you have a this loving couple and they're so happy together. They probably just found out the queen is pregnant. And then suddenly some random act of violence. Boom! She gets knocked in the head with a rock. He's like, his whole world gets flipped upside yeah. down. Now they're coming after him. He's got to run away. He does manage to barely escape. And he comes back a year later to that same spot confronted with his past and what was once his great future he tries to commit suicide (laughs) by jumping into the water he couldn't live anymore without this queen Mm -hmm. what's a king without a queen really and so he goes back to that same spot that he knows was a place of death to confront his killers or relieve himself from this mortal coil and that's exactly what happened Mm -hmm. wow an ox story
0: tragic to see that happen,
1: King of Shit Island, in theaters this fall.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> we got some more stories. There's a naturalist who's boating around. Boating around is that as a sailor? Is that okay? Well,
1: if you're in a boat, yeah.
0: <laughs> He's boating around with a crew of men, trying to locate a great oak for his c- collection. They spot one and they get it on board alive. So they're taking him home, and on the return voyage, they would tie a rope to one of its legs and let it swim around in the water by the boat.
1: Just like, ah, oh, he probably likes this.
0: <laughs> it's just like a slightly bigger prison cell at that yeah. point, you know? Yeah.
1: It kind of reminds me of that scene in Napoleon Dynamite where he takes out his uh, action figure, and it's got like a rope, and he throws it out the bus window, and it's like dragging along. <laughs> it's maybe a deep cut, but there you go.
0: Thank you for that. Here's another story I think you're going to like. A couple of guys found a great auk while it was sleeping. They sneak up on it and catch it. They also tie a string to its leg. Mm -hmm. This is just, I guess, what you do Mm -hmm. with great auks. It does not escape, and they keep it alive. They keep it alive for three days, but then they start to get suspicious about this bird. What? Hey, uh yeah. Henrik, get up, will ya?
1: What what is it?
0: yeah, man, you you know, you see that ock? You see the way he's looking at me?
1: He's an ock, what do you want? Yeah, I I see him.
0: He's been looking at me like that for, like, forever. I I just don't trust him.
1: What are you saying?
0: Like, I'm saying he he might be a witch.
1: A witch? Yeah.
0: Look, I've seen seen a few witches in my time, and I'm telling you, this guy's got that look.
1: Okay, well, uh, how do we tell?
0: This is really really only only one way you could tell.
1: Okay, yeah. What we do is that we're supposed to throw witches in water, and if they sink, if they...
0: I mean, that's one way to do it, but uh, this this new way that I hear is if... There's only one way to do it is to eat it, really. Eat it? (laughs) Yeah, and if it uh, tastes good, I think that means it's not a witch, and if it tastes bad, it's it's a witch. So it's the only way to know. Yeah.
1: Okay get a rock.
0: (laughs) So that's what happened to the last few in the British Isles. And as all this was happening in the North Atlantic, um, you know, not just the British Isles, but also in Iceland, Newfoundland and some other remote islands. Most people, including those naturalists, don't have the slightest worry that the species was in any danger at all. Like I previously mentioned, back then, naturalists thought the Great Auk lived in a much larger area than it actually did. They thought it inhabited the Arctic Mm. and bred on many other islands. Most ornithologists... Those are like bird scientists. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Had not physically visited any of the other breeding sites to confirm the theory for themselves. They just sort of took other naturalists or sailors' word for it. And what would happen is they'd publish that information in their books on birds. And that misinformation gets disseminated and repeated by other naturalists over and over again.
1: This is a YouTube of its time.
0: Yes. Okay. So you've got all these naturalists and also collectors hunting down the very last remaining great ox, even though they don't realize it at the time. By the mid-1800s, they can't really find any more to collect. Not on funk, not on the Icelandic scaries, and not in the British Isles. And everyone's like, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Uh,
1: What happened to the ox? Yeah. The day the funk died, huh?
0: <laughs> Extinction event is sponsored by Mammoth Bar. We all know and love Mammoth Bar. Great product. Great, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's got a nuts in it and stuff. Anyways, <clears throat> we're doing something different this week. We're going to give you a sneak peek of a new episode. Not just any episode, this is the mammoth episode you've all you've heard these ads, you've been thinking I mean, when are they going to do a mammoth episode? Well, now it's come finally, and here's here's a little treat for you. We're going to give you a sneak peek of it right now. Melissa breastplate
0: The mammoth had impressive tusks, both the male and the female. The largest one they've ever found is fourteen feet long. Those tusks are curved.
1: And there you go. That's just a little taste of what's to come. So exciting. And we're going to do you one more. We're going to give you a big taste of Mammoth Bars when we give them away for free with a contest.
0: Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing a caption contest.
1: It's a caption contest. We're going to draw a little picture. You write something funny. We pick the best one and send you a box of Mammoth Bars. These are variety Mammoth Bars. You get to try them all and decide which one you like.
0: This isn't the, like, sample box. This is the full real deal, the full box.
1: This is a full full case. Yeah. So here's how it works. You go on social media to the extinction event things that we have, like...
0: Yeah, you can do the Twitter or the Facebook. We'll post it on there. That's at pod on both of those. You can also access it on the website, peglegdeer.com, and to enter... All you got to do is respond to those posts with your caption, or you can email us the caption, and our email is extinctionpod at gmail.com.
1: We're no longer accepting faxes. No. Go to those social media things, look at the funny picture, write something funny, send it, we pick it, we go, this one's pretty funny, we should send them a mammoth bar.
0: Yeah, and we'll we'll announce the winner next week on the Mammoth episode,
1: the Big Mammoth episode.
0: I know you guys. It's coming. Waiting. So, add Extinction Pod on Twitter and Facebook, or email us extinctionpod at gmail.
1: And guys, don't send us any bad ones. We're gonna know. <laughs> we're gonna know if you really tried or if you were just mailing it in. <laughs> they got to be good. We're looking for top shelf good. Captions.
0: The competition's gonna be fierce.
1: These are mammoth bars. Okay? We're not giving away bazooka joes.
0: <laughs> As always, thank you, mammoth bar.
1: Thank you, mammoth bar. It's the
0: Finally the naturalist realized shit. We messed up there aren't any other breeding regions, that was it. Maybe we should do something. So they do. Eventually, the British will pass their very first conservation legislation to protect breeding birds. But for years before that becomes law, the conservation efforts get a ton of pushback, mostly from sporting men and those who had gained a lot of profit from the feather industry. So, these groups will claim that the naturalists are politicizing it, that they're trying to take away what they'd always had, yada, yada, yada.
1: Sounds familiar, yes?
0: A little bit. Um,
1: what are they sporting against? <laughs> Isn't there like three ox left in the world? Like, we demand the right to kill these last three ox. Yes, pretty much. All right.
0: Um, so, in the end, fighting those sportsmen did not work. What was successful, however, was blaming another group, and that group was women. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh huh. So you remember at that time it was wildly popular for ladies to wear feathers in their hats.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so we kind of just blame them for all the bird losses. There you go, the perfect <laughs> scapegoat.
1: These women. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's a lot easier to blame a woman than it is to blame a guy with a gun. And also, like, women were just property we were back just then. were just humble
1: so. hunters, shooting them so these <laughs> ravenous women in their fashionable caps you couldn't get enough feathers. Not us humble hunters.
0: Exactly. Well, I mean, the sportsmen didn't want this either. This was more for the public to get behind. Okay. You know, the public could get behind hating women, mm-hmm. but they couldn't get behind well publicly hating the sportsmen. Right. They sort of changed tactics there. Mm-hmm. Even though the sporting men caused nine times more bird deaths than the plume trade ever did, which is the, the fancy feathers for the hats. So, yeah. Um, Nine times more destruction on their part, but the the hats get the blame. Got it. So everyone starts hating these feathered hats. They're like, yeah, women are the worst. We need to implement some legislation to stop this. And then that's, that's how it, it happened. You know, whatever. It's kind of
1: like... Bold strategy, but effective.
0: Whatever. Well, yeah. So good news, Ox. Great Ox. You're protected now.
1: Which usually means you're about to die.
0: (laughs) But there might not be any left to protect. That legislation we were just talking about is passed in 1845. The year before that, we know there were definitely at least two great auks left. And we know that because in 1844, a crew of men, and we know that always turns out well, Mm -hmm. A crew of men spot two great ox, a king and a queen, on LD Island. That's the one by Iceland.
1: King of Shit Island?
0: <laughs> it's not the same one. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> Sequel potentially.
0: <laughs> so they climb they climb the island and run down the birds.
1: Son of King of Shit <laughs> Island.
0: One of them is captured and the other one makes a run for the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> And right as it's about to leap in the water, one of the crew grabs its leg and yanks Strings it back. Him up. <laughs> well, actually, they club both of them to death.
1: There they are. Conserve them. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, so also. This on Silver. On this trip, the same crew of men, they. Said that they found an egg and they claimed that it was cracked when they found it, so they decided to just leave it there.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Like everywhere I looked, it was so obvious that history knows that no one believed that story, <laughs> and we all know that someone either dropped it or stepped on it and then lied about it. You <laughs> totally
1: know? ruined my movie franchise. There could have been a—it's a, a trilogy. I know, why king they... of shit island son of king of shit island and then shit island the returned, but no you had to go <laughs> dropping the egg and ruining the trilogy
0: i also just think it's weird that they why even say that you found an egg you know
1: this is such a th- like you can tell when someone's lying when they offer up a lot of extra information right, right? Where they're like, oh, we, well, we were just taking a walk and um, I was going to get uh, some uh, uh, some new shovel handles. And uh, we stumbled upon this egg and it was already cracked. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay.
0: Cut to the chase. Yeah. So many people believed that these were the very last two great auks in existence and if that's true, then the species gets protected 1 year after the last two are killed off. Mhm. Not nothing new there.
1: This is the point in the story where they are doing, you know, life support on a cadaver.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for playing, Great Auk. Next time, I don't know, maybe grow some wings, get some harder feathers. No one wants stiff feathers in their pillows.
1: It's your fault. Blame evolution.
0: Well, who is to blame here?
1: Not not guys, that's for sure. <laughs> not
0: dudes, not sportsmen. Back then, their flight flightlessness was often blamed for their downfall. Uh, they also blamed the Icelandic volcanoes.
1: For being unpronounceable.
0: <laughs> and, of course, they blamed the ladies and their fancy hats. Again, even though they only contributed to something like one-ninth of the bird deaths from the feather trade. Mm-hmm. They also blamed those uh, greedy naturalists and collectors for hunting down and killing every last one. Uh, yes, they did kill a few birds, but let's be honest here. Uh, you don't get down to just a handful of birds without stuffing a few pillows before that.
1: It was a team effort, as always. <sighs> Go humans. Take that, Ox. There won't be a sequel.
0: I don't know. I think these are all scapegoats.
1: Really? What was it? The, the big one?
0: I think what really happened was that once the great auk was seen as a source of easy profit, that it really didn't have a chance. It was hunted down where it was most vulnerable. It was easily killed. And uh, compared to the other birds who were being harvested at the time, really didn't have a chance. There's nowhere to go.
1: So they were just ripe for the pickings. They were on these uh, centralized locations and they couldn't escape. And they were just easy to kill. The walking dollar signs. Mm-hmm. Their days were numbered.
0: It was just good old fashioned murder, kind of. I mm-hmm.
1: mean, industrialized murder. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, which is a little unique. We have seen extinctions like that, but usually there's some habitat loss involved in the extinction, and that wasn't really the case. And I know you're going to say volcanoes. Volcanoes. But here's the thing.
1: Spooky Island.
0: They just moved. They moved to LD Island. You could keep sinking volcanoes all day, and they could still have somewhere to go.
1: Uh-huh. It's not like that was the first volcano to ever erupt in Iceland.
0: Yeah, but that was the first time the Europeans came and wiped them all out on that, you know, the last island they were on. So There you go. Anyway, so they could have regulated the harvesting of seabirds, and we could still be resting our heads on those super soft feathers today. But alas... That old, relentless human desire for short-term gain, regardless of the long-term consequences, triumphed once again. Well, that about wraps it up. The Great Auk. Interesting story. Uh, I'm sorry, Jack. What is that noise that you're making over there?
1: Oh, I was just flipping through my Spring 2019 Prehistoric Times magazine. As the uh, world's longest running magazine on all things prehistoric, from dinosaurs to toys to comics, uh, I think you're going to like what you see yeah. in prehistoric times.
0: I When I thumb through, I want to buy every single toy that they have featured in there. There's some crazy creatures. We should uh, do some of those creatures on an episode.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, let's just thumb through right now. You got mesozoic male. You got
0: Mesozoic.
1: This is why you're here. You got some. What is this? Is this a full page ad to extinction event in prehistoric (laughs) times magazine? The spring 2019 issue on newsstands today?
0: No, it's been on newsstands for a while, but.
1: Including today. It's
0: a quarterly magazine, so it stays out on the shelf there for a bit. It's honestly one of the coolest magazines
1: and it's literally seen. the only magazine with an ad for an extinction bomb.
0: Yeah, which is worth it. I know that uh, some listeners are purchasing the magazine and framing uh-huh. that ad.
1: Yeah, I've seen a lot of those. A lot of people have been sending us framed pictures of... They actually buy two issues. One so you can see the front of the oh, magazine. yes. One so you can see the ad.
0: Three issues because you've got to read one.
1: Oh, yeah. You're going to want to pick up three issues. One for reading, one for the front, one for the... Cause he, Like, yes, technically you could buy one issue that you can cut in half and then just put the cover, but then you're desecrating Prehistoric Time magazine, and we're not into that.
0: We're not going to promote that. Look for Prehistoric Times at, I don't know, if you have a Barnes & Noble, it might be there, or some sort of newsstand near where you live. (laughs) If not, you can order them online at prehistorictimes.com. This is not an ad, guys. We're just super big fans of Prehistoric Times.
1: Because they let us put an ad in their magazine.
0: Yeah. No, but it's a cool magazine too. And we have an ad. Don't forget, you guys can follow us at Extinction Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Also, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or you can listen from the Pegleg Deer website. That's a uh, Pegleg Deer spelt with D E E R dot com backslash extinction event. And, uh, Looking forward to next week's episode.
1: Bye.
0: A peg leg deer production.